I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Hello, dear. And if you are new here, what's up, boo? Welcome to you, too. So, I want to talk about money today, but not in the way that I think you would probably expect, because we're not going to talk about financial literacy, per se. But I want to share some thoughts around how making financial mistakes right because sometimes stuff happens in life and it just is what it is but in doing so I definitely want to point out a thought in particular about money and what I feel like I continue to see when I'm hearing so many people who talk about getting out of debt and being financially responsible like there's this common thread and it just doesn't sit with me so being somebody who is first gen low income I did not grow up with a formal training or sense of financial literacy because also when you're in the struggle, you learn how to make it because there's not money to invest, right? Or to do all these other things with. That's my take. My grandfather used to tell me all the time, if you don't have the money in your bank, you can't afford it. <laughs> and he would also say, you know, whenever you get money, here's a dollar, what you're going to do with your dollar. Here's five dollars you're going to do with this five dollars take one dollar put in your piggy bank so he taught me the value of making sure that i paid myself first um but credit cards finance and just investment stuff all the other bells and whistles real estate stocks bonds all that that stuff didn't become more apparent to me until i got into adulthood or at least when i started to be exposed by going to college and you know going to financial classes and talking about credit cards and paying debts and you know, even as a college student, some of the stuff just went up in my head, you know, taxes and all kind of stuff. But to say the least, I've definitely been far more exposed than what I was growing up. And I don't feel any kind of way about it now because I realize, and this is what I'll likely say again, a person only knows what they know. So I was being exposed to things as my journey of life continued to unfold. So I always did the best I could given the circumstance. Which is, you know, bringing me to the idea that to me, too many of these financial gurus out here, um, <laughs> and it depends on who you subscribe to, tend to have this narrative that when it comes to money or your financial well-being, that you should just be doing better. You should just be making better choices. You should just, you know, you failed and you shame, shame, shame. And this is what you need to do to pull yourself together. Now, I think that there is some truth in being responsible for one's financial condition, but I also think there's some real big ass truths to the idea that if you look at the geographical map and there's this map out there that you can go and look at all of the low income places across the country. And if you look at how many places are considered low income, then some of these talks ain't made for me. It ain't made for you. That's what I'm saying. Only because I think that we have to take a different approach to how we are having the conversations about 
how to pull yourself <laughs> up by the bootstraps, quote unquote, right? When you don't come from resources, I think the conversations some people are having tend to focus on those who may have a little wealth or may have had a little wealth, or got a little change. And for them, maybe they have made some financial mistakes that were just really dumb things like they were being materialistic. They were living beyond their means. And it's not to say that people who you know, are in low income situations don't do these things. But I absolutely think it's different to where people who may come from low income backgrounds um, and who tend to change social classes, but are still trying to navigate money and money situations. I think that, you know, to shame individuals in situations like that, I think that that can be really complex. And part of that is because, especially as we are first gen folks, right? And many of us low income and many of us people of color, <laughs> not necessarily having had the advantage. That's what I would like to say. Some of the advantages, period, financial advantages, not coming from wealth, not coming from land being passed down, all kinds of stuff that we can get into. But I think that even for us who have had to help with our families and family expenses and having to take care of ourselves, that's a job within itself. I don't think that, again, some of what financial people are putting out there really fits for somebody like me, right? Because I've really had to figure this out on my own, you know, grateful for people who I've crossed paths with who've been able to share resources with me to help to continue to improve my situation. And when I say improve my situation, meaning coming from a low income background to getting a job where I'm making real nice bank to being, you know, an entrepreneur. And I'm like, man, you know, I've never seen this much money in my life, but nobody who I know has seen this much money in their life either. <laughs> and so nobody who raised me, who I was shaped by, has ever seen this much money in their life. And so, you know, having to navigate between even what my responsibility is as a first gen and sometimes there's this pressure of you've made it so then you should be helping the family but I want to travel and I want to you know do some things for me and again a story for another day but the point is I don't want you to subscribe to feeling guilt for some of the financial mishaps or missteps that have happened in your life as a first gen as somebody like again from a low income background I understand the survival and I understand needing to do what you've got to do to make it which for many of us it was I'm making this decision so I can get ahead and I have to depend on myself to make it and this is the cost of doing so because all I've got is me I can't call my auntie or my cousin or my mama can't call her friends and we all gonna chip in and come up with fifty thousand dollars to pay for four years tuition or to put a down payment on a house or to buy a car. Like all these things I'm doing, I'm doing with the resources that I've been given. So I'm doing the best I can do. And so for you who's listening to this and definitely feeling where I'm coming from, I want you to forgive yourself. And I want you to allow yourself some grace and some flexibility and like do what you can to release yourself from the pressure that society is putting on you already that because maybe now again you've changed financial situations because nobody teaches us how to change social class nobody teaches us what to do when you do get a little change that's why so many people that we see who are successful and they have that come up story why they end up going back to broke <laughs> because to have it all how do I manage it all and what do I do with it but going back to this forgiveness piece 
I don't want you to beat yourself up for taking out student loans if that's what you needed to do to take care of yourself and because you may have felt this obligation to take care of your family, which again, that taking care of your family obligation is something that you know we can talk about in a different show because there's so many feelings and mixed feelings that comes with being first gen and even the idea that once you've gotten this degree, a lot of people are looking at you thinking that Oh, you got it. You made it. You don't need anything. When I know for a fact that that's still not true. I had a four year degree and moved to a different state with $300 in my pocket to last me for about three months. That was everything, food, gas, clothes, anything I needed. Man, if I could only like just tell you the full story with that, which I'm sure that we'll get into one of these days and just how I was able to make it through or even as an entrepreneur, when I was starting out and even a few years in and I needed support for a few projects and actually fixed my mouth to ask for help and had some, well, you know, why didn't you do such and such? Or I don't have it. Even if it was like 10 or $15, well, I don't have it. And I'm like, yo, you know, I didn't ask you for a whole lot, but the perception is you got the degree, you got the husband, you got all this, then why you need me, right? So having to figure out how to make it as an entrepreneur and make sure that I have, you know, funding for things or that whenever I am making money from my business that I'm reinvesting it wisely as well as taking care of my business and my responsibilities around the house. And again, a lot of people don't understand this first gen financial stress that it can be. And then to have this whole perception of why you're not helping your mom or why you're not helping such and such, you know, that's what you should be doing. And as first gens, a lot of times we tend to take on all that responsibility because that's what we know to do. And we don't know how to put ourselves first in some situations such that you may have given somebody a thousand dollar loan and thought you was going to get that money back because they needed it. And you were the one who had it because you likely had that resource and then you never got it back. And then, you know, you got all these people who <laughs> quote unquote owe you money, but you know that money not coming back to you. But on all of that, you were doing what you could because you had the resources to be able to help and to support because of whatever you've done to help you advance. Right. But then the flip side is maybe that was a mistake that you could have taken a thousand dollars and put it into an IRA or you could have taken a thousand dollars and taken a trip or you could have done something, you know, different with your money because it's your money that you have worked hard for. Right. And you may have taken out those loans in school to help you pay for your apartment or to get your groceries or to buy your car so you can get around because wasn't nobody buying you no car. And yes, I just said that wasn't nobody buying. Yes, wasn't nobody because I get it. So again, I want you to let up on yourself and forgive yourself because those may have been missteps to the world, right? But they were necessary steps for you. And I stand on that. I absolutely stand on that. And while I do agree that we shouldn't be out here carrying mounds and mounds of debt, that not being in debt allows for us to be free, I absolutely believe that we've got to find a balance too and taking care of our financial responsibilities, but also living our lives. So personally, I'm not somebody who's going to live in a shack just to pay off all my debt in a couple of years, because it's my belief as well that life is short. And while I may live uncomfortably for a few years, there's no guarantee that I will be able to get through those few years or that I would live through those few years. And so because of that, I think it's incredibly important to find a balance between handling again your financial responsibilities but also enjoying your life and so those who tend to do the cut everything out cut everything off i'm not gonna do that <laughs> and then people may say i'm irresponsible but that's cool because if something happens to me and i didn't take that trip or i didn't 
buy that bottle of wine or I didn't get that shirt or that electronic device that I needed for my business, then it's only me who's going to have that regret in the end, right? But I mean, if you're dead, then you probably won't even care. Um, but for what it's worth, it, that's not to be taken even lightly, right? So I think that it's important again for me and even my journey and the reason I'm sharing this with you is to look at the totality of your life and baby, look at where you come from. Look at where you come from. Look at what you have gotten to and just remember like it may have been tough trying to get up out of that. You know, it may have been tough trying to overcome those barriers and again and to figure it out and press forward in all of your endeavors, but you've done it and you did it. And look at where you are now had you not made some of the decisions that you had to make. I tell people all the time how I was able to get through undergrad and grad school having only ever paid for two classes. And I paid for those two classes in grad school so I can keep up with going, you know, getting through school. Because I was like, I can just take these classes and my stipend not going to pay for it. Fine, I'll pay for it because <laughs> I want to keep it moving. But the flip side, you know, I'm being totally honest. I was on food stamps while I was in grad school for some time as well as I uh, took out student loans to help supplement my income because I had an assistantship, but that was only paying me so many hundreds of dollars a month. And by the time you pay for rent and get some books and some clothes and some other little things, there was nothing left. So it wasn't like handling my business or doing what I needed to do. Um, I didn't stay in the fanciest apartment. I sure as hell didn't have a fancy car. Still don't have a fancy car, but it's my car and I love my baby. And so thinking about all the things I did, what I had to do, but also may not have been able to come home as often as I wanted to. I also couldn't take some of the trips that I wanted to. Hell, I just realized <laughs> like in the past few weeks that I have never taken a spring break trip, not as a grad student, not as undergrad. I go home, you know, or do something, but I've never like legit taken a spring break trip. So now I'm thinking I'm going to do spring break one of these days. I'm going to reclaim my time out here. Okay. But for what it's worth looking at what I've been able to get to now, and looking at what I've come from, I'm totally okay with the decisions that I've made. Even if other people said, well, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. Maybe you shouldn't have because your folks had money. So you were just out here being a rebel. But I did what I had to do. Which again, I'm going to say, and I think you already know where I'm going with it. What I'm going to say, please forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Actually, don't even like, again, let this be a burden to you or feel like you just did something so wrong because you did what you had to do and so in that forgiveness because I think about it myself I beat myself up for some time thinking about all the things I should have done different I should I should I should I should have but should I have or was this a path that I was supposed to be on the lessons that I was supposed to learn it's a part of my journey to be able to go back and share with other people like I'm doing with you right now and to say but I get it an older white woman whose parents lived in the suburbs she not gonna get my financial situation nor is the older white guy or even sometimes the black guy or girl whose parents had it like that they had multiple businesses and they were straight there are a lot of people who don't understand what it means to come up <laughs> to come from the struggle and so that's why i say even when you think that there's a pressure that you should have done something better do what you can starting now and be okay with where you are starting now because all you can do is do the best that you can do in the moment that you've been given okay that's what that is but again not to drag this out or to make this long because at this point you get it i know that you get it i know that you i know you felt it you felt that amen say amen 
but definitely just wanted to spend time with you and put this on your brain and put it out there for you so that you'll stop being worried as well. Don't be a worry William, you know, and don't think that what you have done is anything, again, that's wrong. Or don't beat yourself up for the fact that you wanted something more for yourself and for your life and you did what the hell you had to do to make it happen. That's why you are who you are. That's why you are as strong as you are, as creative as you are, as resourceful as you are. And if anybody could be put in a challenging situation to make it, it is going to be you. But in the meantime, I definitely will say as you think about what happens going forward, just don't be afraid to educate yourself. Continue to educate yourself. Read books. Get some materials to be able to help you out. Still have your goals. Put your goals in place and make sure that you're clear about your goals and what you want to do going forward. And I will also say as another thought, take some time to check in with yourself financially. Like we can't ignore what's happened. You know, it ain't quite behind us in all ways. But I would definitely say continue to check in with yourself when it comes to your money, your finances, so that you can know what's going on. I think knowledge is power and having an idea where you are financially and sitting with yourself and your money and even thanking your money for like what it's done for you and thanking the loans and the credit cards and whatever else for how it's helped you to survive, like change your perspective on what those things have looked like and how they've shown themselves in your life. And what you'll find is you will have a completely different outlook on what your financial situation is. And, you know, even people say a lot of times, stop buying things that you can't afford. You know what affordability looks like for you. You know what value is to you as well. And you know what's important to you. And to say that you can't afford it, you know if this is going to make you hurt. Don't do that. You know, don't do that. Don't do that if you can help it now. But if you can't, and if it's a thing that you want because it's fun but not necessary, that's the other part of it, right? But there are things that you can do to continue to like work on your financial well-being to improve where you are without feeling like you got to save $1,000 every month and put $20,000 here and do that. Like there are all the little things, even if there's that mindset shift. But the biggest mindset shift for me, I just shared with you and I'll just reiterate one last time. Look at what you've been through and thank your journey for how it's shaped you and how it's created you and what it's brought you through but also for what it's brought you to. So as you think about going forward and as you think about what you want for your future, talk to your money, talk to your finances, talk to your debts and thank all of it for the life it's helped you to create and for the life that you are creating and then align yourself. And what do you mean by align yourself? Start making those conscious decisions, no matter who, what, when and where that are going to be again, best for you be it that's where you live or where you work or who you give a loan to or what you're going to invest in and i say invest because you know everything you bring into your life that you purchase is an investment one way or another but think about those things and be good with it and know that you will get there when you get there on your timeline nobody else's and it is not for anybody to make you feel bad or like you are less because again you did what the hell you had to do so again my love i wish you well in your journey i appreciate you for being in this space and i'm grateful that you can open yourself up to conversations like this because it's not that it excuses right the debt or anything that has created financial hardship but it does acknowledge 
that everybody's situation and story is different and yours may not look like the one that we typically hear from all these gurus who's against telling you what all the things that you did wrong. So do you, no matter what that doing you looks like, and enjoy your life, but handle your business and know that if there's anything, you know, that we can continue to do here through the First Gen Lounge at Evangeline Worldwide. We're here to support you and continue to push you forward. Now, I'm not saying hit me up and ask me to pay your debt. <laughs> All right, you thought about it. But no, nah, but I'm really saying I know that we will continue to feed you which knowledge we can to be able to help you. But definitely forgive yourself and go ahead and forgive yourself for what sacrifices you may have to make in the future as well. And understand that it is probably more than likely a necessary step to take because you got to do what you got to do to take care of you, boo. And I ain't ever mad at you. All right. Until the next time, I want you to keep, keep, keep pressing forward. And don't forget to click the link in the show notes to join the First Gen Lounge family, the Evangeline Worldwide family, so that you don't ever miss a beat, an offer, a podcast show, an event, whatever it is. We don't want you to miss out. But definitely appreciate you. And until the next time, be good to yourself. I'm out.